It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and it is September 18th, 7:10 a.m. in the morning at my work office. All right, bunch of words, bunch of em words, emb words to be in fact, to be, to be exact, in fact. We are exact. Okay. The first word is embayment. E-M-B-A-Y-M-E-N-T. Noun from 1815. One, formation of a bay. The, it's a noun. It's a thing. The act of forming a bay is embayment. Two, a bay or a confirmation resembling a bay. Conformation. Yep, that's the word. It's bay or it's something. It's like a bay. It's like a bay. Are you my bay? That's not how. That's not this bay. Different bay. Uh, let's see. My sound effect is going to be. <laughs> Next is Emden. Capital E M B D E N. Emden. You don't really say the, the B. This is a noun from 1903. Any of a breed of large white domestic geese with an orange bill and deep orange shanks and toes. Their shanks and toes, I think that's their their legs, probably. Their legs and toes and bill are orange. And I will post a picture on social media of this Emden. Now, here's the thing. This is from... Emden, Germany, which does not have a B in the spelling, E-M-D-E-N. So why would we add a B, a silent B, bringing it over to English? That don't make no sense to me. Emden. It's a, it's a large, they're big, big white geese. Big white geese is an Emden. Hoo-hoo. I should have, should have done a goose sound. Can we do that? Can we change it? What? Sure, let's go. Honk. The next word is embed. Now, looks like you can spell this. Yes, embed. You can spell it E-M or I-M. I I guess that's fine. I didn't realize that you could spell it either way. But if you want to, that's fine. Embed is a verb from circa 1794, starting with transitive 1A. To enclose closely in, or as if in a matrix. Hmm. As in, fossils embedded in stone. Yes, it's very tight quarters when you are enclosed in stone. Um, I guess, I guess you'd call that a matrix. Stone could be a matrix? Hmm. 1B. To make something an integral part of. As in, the prejudices embedded in our language. Hmm. Did you ever think about that? That there are prejudices embedded in our language? What Are there certain words, turns of phrases that might show uh, past prejudices? And we can't get rid of them because we don't even realize they're prejudice. Um, I will uh, shout out again the podcast The Allusionist. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before um, because I would really like to get 
the host of that podcast, Helen Zaltzman, on this episode, on this show, uh, for the word etymology. Uh, she basically, in the show, uh, which has been going on for a number of years, she sort of looks at the history and the cultural usage of words and phrases. So I'm pretty sure she has talked about uh, certain prejudices embedded in language, English specifically. Uh, so to, to make something an integral part of, putting it into the thing, it's now it's now an integral part of that thing. It's a very important part. Important might be a different kind of word. One uh, C to prepare for sectioning by infiltrating with and enclosing in a supporting substance. And the thing that you are preparing is a microscopy specimen, a specimen to be looked at under a microscope. Uh, and so you're embedding it into its section for infiltrating. Yeah, embedding it. Hmm. Never. I mean, I guess you're embedding it onto the slide. Something like that. Number two, to surround closely, as in a sweet pulp embeds the plum seed. And that sweet pulp would be the rest of the plum, the plum fruit. It's just really embedded in there. It's just surrounded so closely. How is this different than 1A, to enclose closely in or as if in a matrix? I don't know. What's the difference? You're surrounding it closely with things. Here is intransitive to become embedded. Oh my god, I'm I'm embedded. I'm embedded in the stone. I'm a fossil, and I have been embedded. Embedment is a noun, and there's no etymology. That's interesting. Honk. Next is embedded. Adjective from 1961. Occurring as a grammatical constituent within a like constituent. And the thing that uh, I guess is the, the grammatical constituent would be a verb, phrase, or clause. Um, oh boy, for some reason, these English, uh, these words and phrases that have to do with describing English grammar just never stuck so good with me. You know, I got this. I got the basics down, the verb and the object. But anything past that, my brain is just like, it's like I need to relearn it all over again every time. So. Occurring as a grammatical constituent within a like constituent. It's probably not complicated. It's just embedded in our words. Embedding is a noun. Ha, ha. Next is embellish. Yes, that's the next word. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One, to make beautiful with ornamentation. This synonym is decorate, as in a book embellished with illustrations. I think more books need to be embellished with illustrations. This book, this dictionary needs more illustrations. We need all the illustrations we can get so it can be embellished. Uh, I don't feel like this is how we use this word quite as often as possibly this next one. Number two, to heighten the attractiveness of by adding decorative or fanciful details. And the synonym is enhance. Enhance. As in, embellished our account of the trip. We're making it sound better than it really was. 
where maybe some adding some details, maybe making it sound more exciting than it was, making it sound prettier than it was, embellishing. I like to embellish stories sometimes. I'm not so good at this because I'm a very honest person, and um, I just sort of I describe things as they are, and I don't know. This was never really part of. That's just not how my brain works. I'm very literal and to the point, and this is what it is, and be honest. In certain contexts, though, it, it can be fun to embellish. Um, a synonym is the word adorn, and embellisher is a noun. This is from, let's see, the Anglo-French embelli, stem of embellir, which is from n plus bel, which means beautiful. So that's pretty much where this comes from. There's more at the word beauty. Embellish. We are making it bellish and beautiful. Honk. Embellishment is next. Noun from 1591. One, the act or process of embellishing. And number two, something serving to embellish. And I don't know why I said and number two, because we also have and number three. The number five definition for the word ornament. So, you know, based on what we saw in uh, the number one for embellish, making a thing beautiful with ornamentation, you're putting ornaments on a tree, you are embellishing the tree, and the things that you are putting on the tree are the embellishments, the ornaments, the lights, the popcorn string, the... Uh, the the silvery, sparkly stuff. The, the tinsel. Oh, the tinsel. The tinsel. Do people still put tinsel on trees? Uh, that was all... It's a very hard job to put the tinsel on the tree correctly. It, just like it's easy to just throw it on. But you gotta put it on very nicely. Oh, those are all embellishments. Honk. Next is ember. E-M-B-E-R. Noun from the 14th century. One, a glowing fragment, as of coal, from a fire, especially one smoldering in ashes. Oh, when there's a campfire, I love to get close and look at the embers and watch. Have you ever done that? Just watch. the. It's either it could be the coal, it could be the logs, but they're sitting there glowing. Ooh, it's just the coolest. Not cool. It's very hot, but it looks very cool. Number two is plural. The smoldering remains of a fire, the embers. At night, you're all tired and full of smoke in your face, and you're full of s'mores, and you and then the, the, the fire is dying down, and it's just the embers. It's just the embers. But before you go to bed, you got to make sure that you put it out completely because you don't want anything glowing and possibly accidentally starting on fire again. Three is also plural. Slowly dying or fading emotions, memories, ideas, or responses still capable of being revived, as in the embers of his past. Wow, there was a lot of stuff going on there. The embers of his past, uh, they are his past, <laughs> they're slowly dying, they're fading. When, what, what types of things are these? They could be emotions, memories, ideas, or responses. Responses. Hmm. Uh, when you are quite old, all of these things, all of your, your past or your embers, 
but at the same time, it says that they're still capable of being revived. So there's, they still have a bit of a spark. There's still something, something in there that could set things ablaze. Your, your memories can set the world on fire. Uh, let's see, am I supposed to make a sound effect or am I supposed to look at the etymology? I'm supposed to look at the etymology. What does the etymology say? This goes back to, we got Middle English, Old Norse, en, emirja, akin to the Old English emerge, which means ashes, from the Latin verb urere, which means to burn. So yeah, it's just sitting there burning, burning, burning. Honka honka burning embers. Honk. Ember day is next. Now, do you say this differently? Ember, it's the same thing. Two words, noun from before the 12th century. I've never heard of ember day. Looks like because I am not a religious person. It is a Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday following the first Sunday in Lent, Whit Sunday, September 14th or December 13th, set apart for fasting and prayer in Western churches. All right, people, you got to get this together. You got to figure it out. Which one, which one is it? There were four options, more than four options, because it's the Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday following the first Sunday in Lent, with Sunday, September 14th. What? Now, Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday following, I guess the first Sunday in Lent is one of the options, and then there's also Whit Sunday, and then there's September 14th, or December 13th, and it's the Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday after those, and you do fasting and prayer, and it's called Ember Day, and I don't know anything about this, so let's put a link in the show notes if you want to learn about Ember Day, why is it called Ember Day? And why are there so many options throughout the year that it could be? Hmm. Uh, let's see. This is from Old English imbrin, which means circuit, anniversary, circuit or anniversary. Oh, sorry. It's from the Old English imbrendeg, which is from imbren plus deg. And deg means day. And the first part, imbrin, means circuit or anniversary. So it's an anniversary day, probably. You finished a circuit. One loop around the year, one loop around the sun, and uh, we're back. We're back to where we started. Honk! Uh, today, actually, is uh, September 18th. It's not a uh, It's not a Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday, but I guess in a couple of days, it would be that day after September 14th, um yeah it's just it's just another time around the sun okay the next word embezzle e-m-b-e-z-z-l-e this is a transitive verb from the 15th century to appropriate i think that's how you would say that word there to appropriate as property entrusted to one's care fraudulently to one's own use you are using something that has been put into your care illegally. You are not allowed to be using this thing. It probably could be money, taking money for your own use, but it's not your money. It's somebody else's money. As in the example, embezzled thousands of dollars. 
thousands of dollars. People are willing to do illegal things and possibly go to jail and ruin their life just for a few bucks. I don't think it's probably worth it. Embezzlement is a noun. Embezzler is also a noun. This is from, because it's an interesting word, embezzle. Uh, let's see, this, this word embezzle has been embellished, maybe. Uh, let's see, this is from the Anglo-French embezzler, which means to make away with. Hmm. That is from N plus bezeler, which means to steal or plunder. So, interesting. So, the, the second part of the word is to steal or plunder. You're taking things away uh, that are not yours. You're stealing and plundering like a pirate. You're a pirate plundering. But then you put the EN before it, and it becomes a little bit different. It becomes to make away with. Now, but isn't that kind of the same thing as stealing and plundering? I'm making away with your money. I'm stealing your money. But th does it have a more of a connotation of I'm getting away with it? I don't think so. Hmm, interesting. Embezzle. Honk embitter is next embitter so it's bitter Ooh, that tastes so bitter embitter bitter with an em transitive verb from the 15th century one to excite bitter feelings in as in embittered by divorce a divorce could bring up uh, bitter feelings, bad feelings, negative feelings towards the other person or other people. I don't know. Depends on the context. Um, hmm. To excite bitter feelings. And I don't know if I'd say excite, but yes, they're, you're bringing them up, making, making you feel bitter. I feel so bitter against that person. I'm divorcing. Uh, number two, to make bitter. That could be uh, food or drink. Uh, if you want a cocktail to be made a little bit bitter, I don't know why you would. I don't understand why people like the bitter taste. A lot of people do. I don't. But there is a little thing called bitters. It's in a tiny little jar, a bottle, and you only want to put a dash or two because it's very strong, just a little bit to make it a little bitter. You want to embitter? Embitter your cocktail. People do that. Embitterment is a noun. Honk, honk. Emblaze is next. First form. Transitive verb from the 15th century. One. To illuminate, especially by a blaze. Uh, so this is, there's a blaze, there's a fire. Maybe there was an ember, and then it, it caught something on fire. And you are, the whole point of this one, though, is that you are illuminating a room or something by the blaze. It is the only thing lighting the room, so you are emblazing the room. But we also have number two, which is to set a blaze. Setting a fire, make it blaze up, emblaze. Honk. The second form of emblaze is a... Where is it? It's a transitive verb. Now wait, the other one was a transitive verb also. Why do we got two intransitive verbs? This don't make no sense. Well, this one is from 1593. One, this is archaic. The, f uh, the, the synonym is the number one definition for emblazon, which is our next word, actually. Uh, number two, 
to adorn sumptuously, as in, with gems and golden luster rich emblazed. That is a, a very beautiful quote from John Milton. With gems and golden luster rich emblazed. So you've put, uh, you've put, you've, you've embellished a thing with ornaments. You've made it fancy, emblazed it. I guess, I guess, well, let's look at the etymology. It is from N plus blaze, which means to blazon. To blazon, B-L-A-Z-O-N. And I guess the difference, the reason we have these two forms is one of them has to do with fire and the other one has to do with more ornaments and decoration. Um, so I guess they had to split them up that way. Honk. Emblazon with an O-N that is next. This is a transitive verb from 1589, 1A, to inscribe or adorn with or as if with heraldic bearings or devices. Think, yeah, these are the things on the shield. You're putting them, putting them on a shield or something, and you're emblazing it, emblazoning it. One B, to inscribe as heraldic bearings on a surface. You're putting them on a thing. That's all it is. Two synonyms are celebrate and extol. E x t o l. Not entirely sure what that means. As in, have his deeds emblazoned by a poet. Have his deeds emblazoned by a poet. Celebrated, I guess. So a poet is celebrating the things that he did, and so the poet is emblazoning him with all the good things that he did. Uh, by the way, that is a quote from Thomas Nash. If anybody would like to emblazon me in that way in poetry, make it an epic one. Emblazoner is a noun. Emblazonment is also a noun. It's kind of a fun word. Emblazon. Next, honk. It's our last word, emblazonry. E-M-B-L-A-Z-O-N-R-Y. Emblazonry. Uh, this is a noun from 1667. One, emblazoned figures. Also, brilliant decorations. These are the things that you're going to put on a thing to emblazon it, to embellish it. Um, and then number two, the act or part of emblazoning. Get me some emblazonry, please, because I want to embellish my heraldic shield. All right, I now need to pick a word of the episode. So today we had embayment, emdin, embed, embedded. Uh, I said embedded, right? Yep, yep, yep. Embellish, embellishment, ember, ember day, embezzle, embitter, emblaze, emblaze, emblazon, and emblazonry. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, I embellish, it's kind of a fun thing to do, but I think it kind of has the idea, in like, at least in my brain, of um, it's a lie. It's a lie. And I don't love the line. Uh, but it's not entirely bad. But it could potentially have some negative connotations. Um, let's see. I don't know. I think I just like the word emblazonry. I think that's just a fun word. Emblazonry. 
emblazonry. Yeah. That's fine. Just fine. Um, I will quickly say another movie I watched and um, feel like... Did I talk about Popstar? Did I talk about Popstar? Uh, I don't think I did. I think I mentioned The Faculty and Popstar. This is this is a little bit older. It's from 2016. And the full title is Popstar. Never stop, never stopping. Please, never stop. Um, it's. I had been wanting to see it for a long time. I just never got around to it. And it's so silly and dumb, but in, I feel like, such a brilliant way. And the fact they got... They, th- what they were able to create, somebody was like, yes, here is a ton of money to, to get these people to be in your movie, to shoot on these huge stays which, with huge productions. Uh, they, they really went all out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's commenting on culture and music and, and everything. And, I, I, you know, it's... It's a, it gets it gets a bit, it's a bit adult it's a bit adult but um yeah I think it's I think it's worth a watch because it's silly but smart it's smart silly and it's just fun and goofy and it's great okay this is the end of the episode thank you very much for listening and until next time this is Spencer dispensing information never stop never stopping goodbye <laughs>